Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us worship the Lord our God. God in the sanctuary, praise God in the mighty firmament. God for God's mighty deeds. Praise the Lord according to God's surpassing greatness. Praise God with trumpet sound. Praise God with lute and harp. Praise God with tambourine and dance. Praise God with strings and pipe. Praise God with clanging cymbals. Praise God with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Eternal God, creator of all that is and all that ever will be, you are the giver of all life and the source of all good. We abide in your love and rest in your grace. So we thank you and we praise you, O source of all our blessings, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
seated. Grace and peace to you and welcome to the First Presbyterian Church in Philadelphia, both all of us gathered here in this sanctuary as well as everyone worshiping in other locations. We are glad and grateful to gather together in the house of the Lord and I am particularly glad and grateful that both of our worshiping bodies, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, can be present here today in large measure because we're going to be singing a lot of hymns, but I think it's wonderful that we can each see how the other worshiping body worships as part of this service. I would make note that we would ask you please to sign the friendship pads, which should be on your pew. We don't have any for up here, but we think we know everybody up here. Uh, and send them down the pew and back again so that we have everybody's names for the, so that we might speak to one another by name following worship, and also as our means of contact tracing, just in case we need to let you know about an exposure. I'd like to invite everyone as well to an ice cream social, which will take place immediately follow this service in Old Buttonwood Hall, which is just out this door to my right and down a very short ramp. And there you will find our deacons have prepared all the accoutrements for wonderful ice cream sundaes. And we look forward to sharing that together. I believe that might be it for us for our announcements for this week. So with that noted, let us continue our worship with our confession of sin. Because if we say that we have no sin, then we are strangers to the truth. But the same Bible that tells us this truth tells us as well that God, who is merciful and just, has promised to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So with such an assurance, we need never fear confessing our sins, simply to draw near to our Maker, our God who knows us and who loves us in candor. Let us pray together. Lord God, we love you, we trust you, and we know that you love us and that you will never leave us. Today we celebrate together because of everything you have done for us. Lord, you always keep your promises, but we do not. We say we want to follow Jesus, but our actions do not match up with our words. We say mean things to other people. We hurt their feelings. We think of ourselves first, and worst of all, we ignore you. Lord, forgive us, and hear our prayers for Jesus' sake that we offer to you in silence. As far as the east is from the west, so far does God remove our iniquities from us. Beloved in Christ, believe the promise of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Our scripture readings today will be read by members of our celebration service. So we'll invite them to come forward and to read first Psalm 100, and then after that, verses from Ephesians chapter 5.
Today's first lesson is Psalm 100, a psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Today's reading is from Espians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. Listen to the word of the Lord. Be very careful, then, how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is the word of the Lord. I know it's a little different than when we do it in Buttonwood Hall, but it's the same idea. How is everyone? Good. Having a good summer? So, do you like to sing? Do you like to make music? Make a little music for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. We have lots of fun things to do to make music, right? And we all enjoy singing. Does it make you feel good inside when you sing? Really, maybe that's because your father is always doing music. <laughs> How about, I bet the grown-ups sometimes, every now and then when you're in your car and you turn the radio on and the favorite song comes on, does it make you feel good and sort of give you a little pep in your step? It can sometimes, if you get in your car and you're not having the best day and you turn on that radio and your favorite song comes on, it can change your mood instantly. Music does that to us. Other things do that to us as well. How about it? Does anyone have a garden? Reagan has, you do? What are you growing in your garden? Lots of things. I bet some grown-ups here have a garden too. And I bet some tomatoes are just beginning to become the delicious summer tomatoes. If you go to your garden and you see a tomato like this, is that gonna make you feel good? You're gonna be like, I did a good job growing that tomato. Well, who helped you grow that tomato? Thank you. We can thank God for the beautiful tomatoes that we have in our garden. And this makes us feel good. And it's going to make us feel even better when we make a tomato sandwich. How about, what do I have here? A peach. Who likes peaches? You had them at your breakfast. That's great. Well, this is a good, juicy peach. And how do we have this peach? Who helped us with this peach? God. And again, this peach would make us feel really good when we take a bite, right? 
Yeah, just seeing it on the counter, we are really happy to see that peach. How about, has anyone gone to the beach this summer? Or any time, doesn't even have to be this summer. Do you like to take a walk on the beach and look for something in the sand? What do you like to look for? Seashells. And do you sometimes find a special shell? And who do we have to thank for those wonderful seashells on the beach? God, we do. I brought you two special shells today. Do you want to pass that around? Take a look at it. Okay, hang on one second. Uh, well, that tomato has a little bit different shape. Do you want to pass those around? So those seashells, you can take a shell home, right, and put it on your dresser or on your, beside your bed. Decorate? Yeah. Sometimes people take a picture frame and they put shells around the picture frame and then they put a picture from the beach. But that shell reminds you of that fun walk on the beach, right? All right, here, what do I have here? Flowers. And those are a little different and unique, aren't they? Yeah, isn't that a little different? Be careful, it might be a little prickly. You want to pass that around, Will? Careful, there is water in there, okay? Well, who do we have to thank for those beautiful flowers? God, again, yes. All of these things are something little, right? It's not something you go to the store and you buy. It's something that we find around us. Have you ever heard the phrase, it's the little things in life? Well, we have God to thank for so much, for songs, for flowers, for seashells, tomatoes, and peaches. Those are all little things in life and music that just come to us that every day can make us smile. But we need to remember to thank God every day for all those little things in life that bring us such joy. And I'm going to challenge all of you, even the members of the congregation, for the month of August. At the end of the day, write down on a piece of paper or in a little journal three things, three little things in life that you saw that day that just brought you the joy of a red tomato or the joy of a beautiful seashell. It could be you wake up and you look out the window and you see a bird. Write down that you saw a bird and it brought you that joy in your heart and you thank God for that bird. And at the end of the month of August, I bet you'll have a fantastic diary or journal of three wonderful things that you can appreciate and enjoy. Three simple things that brought you a smile and what you remembered to thank God for. Can you do that? And then we can come back in September and you can even bring your journals to church one day and we can all compare the three things that we each found every day. Because I bet we're all gonna have some different things. All right? So as we sing today, lots of wonderful songs, think of all the simple things. Losing a tooth could be one of those things. Right? All right. All right, thank you all.
Eternal God, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable, even pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. And we are going to launch straight into our hymn sing, because I can't say anything about the importance of singing better than Karen has already said it. So, with that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about each of the hymns we sing. Some of them were suggested by celebration families. Some were suggested by you. We had to go far afield to find a few of them. And uh, I am delighted to say that if we have time at the end, I'll come out into the sanctuary and we'll take a few requests from the crowd. But they have to be in the blue hymnal that's in your pew. So if you want to be called on for a request from the crowd at the end of this, you need to be able to tell me the hymn and why you love it. Okay? <laughs> and I'll bring a microphone to you for that. Okay, our first hymn is one that is a favorite of our celebration service. It's Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. And it was by the pastor and hymnodist Robert Robinson who penned the words in the year 1758 at the age of 22. In the United States, the hymn is usually set to an American folk tune known as Nettleton, which first appears in Wyeth's Repository of Sacred Music, Part 2nd, in 1813. In the shape note tradition, most tune books have one or more tunes other than Nettleton that use Robinson's lyrics in part or in whole, often adding a camp meeting style revival chorus between each verse. Because most singers have the lyrics memorized, it can be sung at remarkably fast tempos without ever stumbling over the words. We're gonna have you stand for some hymns and sit for others, and this is one we're going to have you stand for. So let us stand and sing together, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing.
have a seat for a second. Our next hymn is called The Spacious Firmament, and it was written by Joseph Addison, who lived between 1672 and 1719. So this is a hymn around the time of the founding of this congregation. This was originally a poem that Addison wrote in The Spectator in London in August 23, 1712. It came after an article in which he argued about the proper means of strengthening and confirming faith in the mind of humankind. It's based on Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. The hymn tune was adapted from the famous chorus, The Heavens Are Telling, from Haydn's 1798 oratorio, The Creation. And really, we do have to stand for this one, so stand up and let's sing this tune.
Everything Has Broken was first published in 1931. It has words by an English author, Eleanor Fargen, and was inspired by the village of Alfriston, East Sussex, then set to the traditional Scottish Gaelic tune, Benesson. English pop musician and folk singer Cat Stevens included a version on his album, Teaser and the Fire Cat, in 1971. The song became identified with Stevens due to the popularity of this recording. It reached number six in the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, number one on the U.S. Easy Listening Chart in 1972. So let us stay seated for this one and sing together, Morning Has Broken. I Feel Like Traveling On was written by William Hunter. Hunter was the son of John Hunter, and he was born near Ballymoney, County Antrim, Ireland in 1811. He moved to America in 1817 and entered Madison College in 1830. For some time, he edited the Conference Journal and the Christian Advocate. In 1855, he was appointed professor of Hebrew in Allegheny College, and subsequently minister of the Methodist Episcopal Church at Alliance, Stark County, Ohio, and died in 1877. The song has long been associated with the bluegrass gospel revival. So let us stay seated and sing I Feel Like Traveling On.
origin of when the saints go marching in are unclear. It apparently evolved in the early 1900s from a number of similarly titled gospel songs, including When the Saints Are Marching In, 1896, and When the Saints March In for Crowning in 1908. The earliest versions were slow and stately, but as time passed, the recordings became more rhythmic, including a distinctly up-tempo version by the sanctified singers on British Parlophone in 1931. Even though the song had folk roots, a number of composers claimed copyright in later years, including Luther G. Presley and the Virgil Oliver Stamps. The tune is particularly associated with the city of New Orleans, a jazz standard that has been recorded by many jazz and pop artists. And you know you're going to stand for this one. be seated. Will You Come and Follow Me was composed by John Bell of the Iona community in Scotland. And if you look at the stained glass window here in the columbarium, you will see the Abbey of Iona as you make your way down to the uh, ice cream social. It is a hymn that speaks of commitment and discipleship and the call of Christ. The truth is that Christ's call changes the one being called, even as the disciple changes the world by giving witness to the Savior by word and deed. The first four stanzas are the Savior's call and summons to discipleship. The final stanza is the Christian's response to Christ's call. The wonderful tune, Kelvin Grove, to which the text is usually sung, is a traditional Scottish folk tune. Let us remain seated and sing, Will You Come and Follow Me?
The battle hymn of the Republic, known in other countries as Mine Eyes Have Seen the Glory, is a well-loved hymn by many, but it doesn't appear in modern Presbyterian hymnals, presumably because the editors wish to avoid any appearance of militarism in our hymnody. But the history of this hymn is much richer than a simplistic cancellation would suggest. The church's influence in the abolitionist movement is a bright mark in an otherwise morally bereft period of American history when slavery was legal. Julia Ward Howe originally published the lyrics in the Atlantic Monthly in February of 1862. Now, if we strip aside any sort of nationalistic feelings about this hymn and pay strict attention to the lyrics, we will note that unlike many hymns that are often considered to be nationalistic, much of the attention remains focused on Christ's call to holiness. So, let us stand and sing together, Mine Eyes Have Seen the Glory. first three items of the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22, are love, joy, and peace. But this spiritual compares the peace of God to a placidly flowing river, the joy of Christ to a merrily bubbling fountain, and the love of God to a deep, wide ocean. The promise of peace like a river 
is also twice mentioned in Isaiah as a blessing that comes from doing God's will. The water imagery of this American, African-American spiritual also provides reminders of our baptismal identity. And if you pay very close attention, I am sure you will see our celebration families leading you in the accompanying hand movements that go along with this particular favorite honor celebration service. So let us stay seated and sing Peace Like a River. Jesus Makes My Heart Rejoice was penned by Henrietta Louise von Hain, daughter of Georg Heinrich von Hain, Master of the Hounds to the Duke of Nassau. She was born at Idstein, Nassau in 1724, and in 1746 she was formally received into the Moravian community at Herrenhaug. There, and after the dissolution of this community at Grossenersdorf, and after 1751 at Herrenhut, she was engaged as a teacher in the girls' school and after 1766 in caring for the invalid sisters of the community. She died at Herrenhut, August 27, 1782. She was a gifted hymn writer, and a fervent love to Christ pervades her introductions. Her productions, excuse me. They are remarkably free from the sentimentalism and dwelling on the, the physical details of our Lord's Passion, which marks so many Moravian hymns of that particular period. So let us remain seated and sing, Jesus Makes My Heart Rejoice.
unadorned in verdant robe is the Swedish summer psalm written by Carl David of Viersen. Viersen, born in 18, off Viersen, excuse me. Uh, Viersen, born in 1842, was a Swedish poet, literary critic, and the Swedish Academy's permanent secretary from 1884 until his death in 1912. His Christian faith was expressed in several ways in his works, including hymns and spiritual poems, of which probably the best known is the summer hymn and this you gave me Swedish to read, Andrew. <laughs> Which we sing now as translated by Carolyn and Kenneth Jennings and set to 19th century music composed by Valdemar Allen and one guess whose contribution this one was. Let us remain seated and sing the earth adorned in verdant robe. <laughs>
time to get a few of your call-outs in, so we're going to make an unscheduled change to our order of worship. This next hymn we're going to sing is going to be our offertory, so you're invited to bring your offerings forward during the singing of Guide My Feet, which is an African-American spiritual based on the imagery of the race set before us in Hebrews 12. Its call and response structure follows a certain amount of, allows for a certain amount of improvisation and even the insertion of additional stanzas. Stanzas, it is as vivid today as it is centuries ago. You're going to want to stand for this one, and it is a favorite of our celebration crowd. So let us stand and sing together, guide my feet, and you may make your offerings at the same time. be seated. And this moves us into the stump the organist part of our service today as we continue to make ongoing modifications to our worship. So who has a hymn request from the congregation? Okay, we're going to come back here to Heather Coyne, who came up first. And Heather, remember, you have to speak into my microphone and tell them what your hymn is and why you love it. It's hymn 302, I Danced in the Morning. I love it because it tells the whole gospel story and it's got a great, like, there's just good music. It's good music. Yeah. We're going to sing the first and last verses of this one. So hymn 302. 
Okay, let's see your hands. Who, okay, Fraz Thomas, you'll get to go next. I want to do hymn number 420, God of Grace and God of Glory. And I didn't pick it because of the number. I picked it because I think it's a great fight song. It is a great song. Hymn 420, let's do the first and last stanzas of this one as well. This is going to be our last one, and how can I possibly choose from among you all? I am going to let Linda Dice call this one. So let's go to Linda. <laughs> I'm enthusiastic that you all have so many wonderful opportunities. All right. My hymn is 486 when, oh, I'm sorry, 487 when morning gilds the sky. Okay. It's a favorite of mine growing up. Of my childhood. That's wonderful. 487, When Morning Gilds the Skies, first and last stanzas.
us now consider the hymns we have sung to have been our prayers of intercession and petition. Join me now as we pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now let us sing our final hymn, Remaining Standing, All People That on Earth Do Dwell. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Let us come into God's presence with singing. For our postlude, some of the children may never have had the chance to see what Andrew does up here, and I'd love to invite them to come up and have a seat right here in the chancel and, and watch as he plays, if you'd like. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance on you and those you love and give you peace both this day and forevermore. Amen. Thank you. 